0: Episode 188 for July 2012. The Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast is sponsored by MailOrderComics.com. They have today's comics at yesterday's prices. An example on this show is on the Spider Island trade paperback. Uh, evidently, a million New Yorkers suddenly get spider powers, but none of them have the responsibility of Peter Parker. This one is a huge trade, and it collects Amazing Spider-Man 659 to 673. It also has Venom number six to nine. Now the cover price is thirty-four dollars and ninety-nine cents. Mail Order has it for just $21.69, which is 38% off the cover price. So check them out at
1: MailOrderComics.com. Let's tackle Spider News now. Uh, We've got, it seems, Spider-Man is getting a new sidekick. His name is Alpha. And uh, the origin of Alpha, Spider-Man has some kind of experiment. That goes wrong, and uh, or Peter Parker has an experiment at Horizon Labs. But anyway, Spider-Man getting a sidekick. Anybody wants to chime in? George? George is raising his hand, that I can
2: see. George, go ahead. Uh, that's cool. <laughs> that's an advantage I have over everybody else. I like that. Uh, from now on, we're doing video conferencing, and I'll be shirtless. Okay. Whoa. Um,
3: yeah. Uh, Stella's like, this, thank God I left show. the show.
2: The teen sidekick totally makes Spider-Man more relatable to me as a youth. And uh, because, you know, nothing says, hey, this this hero is young and fresh and free and wild and can do anything rather than getting a teen sidekick they're responsible for. Spider-Man just got raised to the level of Batman of like 1970s Batman. So, you know, where does this fit in or fit into the Brevard Manifesto? Oh, he's got to be young. He's got to be young because people don't relate to him because he's married. (laughs) So we've totally thrown that out the window now. And getting a teen sidekick. I also predict that the teen sidekick. By the way, uh, will get blown up. We'll think he's dead, and he's going to come back as a bad guy.
1: That's <laughs> what you
4: did there.
2: And he'll be called Omega.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fighter prophet to my right. Uh, any anybody like the idea? I not like seen seen the idea. Why?
4: Because it's very. Why? How is that funny? <laughs> <laughs> because, because I'm a fan so of Batman awesome. and Robin, I like sidekicks. Honestly, I think the concept. I know people say, "Oh, sidekicks, they're so gay," but like, I like the idea of somebody. <laughs> people do say that. I like the idea of somebody like you know mentoring somebody. 1950s, <laughs> I the innocent back in time. That's why he's not here.
5: <laughs>
4: but, uh, but um. Oh, I like... no. Okay. Okay. Honestly, I like the idea. Alone, because I know I know people say, "Oh, blah blah blah." This betrays the youth thing. I don't care about you thing. He's not about you, so who cares?
2: Somebody wants a sidekick.
4: I got <laughs> like, yep,
1: Tony. I mean, I like the, <laughs> uh, think about it though.
4: I mean, like, okay, okay, okay. Ideally, isn't Spider Man ideal? Like, okay, let's like let's not think about you know, the current dance Slott run. In Spider Man in our heads, do you think that character would be a good person to to mentor a sidekick? Yes or no? Do you think so?
1: I think Spider Man. Yes, could teach the younger generation like he's already done with the Avengers Academy. I think it's an
4: interesting concept, and I really am intrigued about how it could go. Then I was, then I read the preview, and you have you know like like it's going to be their big subtle reference. I mean, it makes Fancy
6: Fifteen, where it's the exact same. No, thing. no, 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 it's not subtle at all. It beats yeah, you it, over it, the face with it.
4: It's about as as, as as subtle as a rainbow, but it's like um. <laughs> so he goes. What the there. hell does that
2: even mean? <laughs> I,
4: don't, I don't even know.
2: As subtle as a rainbow?
1: As subtle as a bag
2: full of Skittles, Brad Douglas. What is. What? <laughs> the, boy, the boy
1: goes in there, um, you know. Lust- Taste the rainbow, baby.
2: That's, that's <laughs> as subtle as a big tick on your Tic Tacs.
4: The kid goes oh. in there, blessing after his teenage crush. Um, I like the idea of Peter Parker doing the science of servant to get some powers. But then you have, again. You know, the, the kid getting hit by something, and then Peter's like, you know, oh, no, if anybody's hurt, it'll be all my fault. And I'm like, slot, whacker. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: just
4: think But, that's Don, a-
2: they're giving you what you want, Spider-Man with a teenage sidekick, you know, to make him twice as extreme and fresh.
4: I, I like the idea. I don't have faith in it being done well because they are so hell-bent on am making Spider-Man just, just, just opposite way he's been. That's long short of it. Idea is good, execution. Don't have high hopes for
5: it. I'd like to ask two questions. Go. Who thought we're introducing <laughs> a new hero in the Marvel universe? What we really need is more blonde white dudes.
4: <laughs> blonde white men.
3: Yeah, and well, uh, the, the outcry also... of
5: Miles Morales was kind of
6: what 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 prompted that. Oh, Wait, I
3: don't believe that for a yeah, second. You think that like the, because that's, they added a,
4: a non-white character, yes, they right said there. we need more white characters so we can satiate the white readers?
2: This is a sidekick. You can make him anything you want to. You can make him Martian for fuck's sake. <laughs> I,
6: was, I was I was being sarcastic because there's people that that, that think that we just hate you know Miles Morales because he's black. I mean that, that is not true, who but he,
2: you know
4: who thinks that they just hate Miles Morales because he's black? You should probably so mark members your of, of
6: the
5: What? Uh, go uh, guys, uh,
6: wrote the iTunes reviews,
5: so that's cool. Back on right, track. Right, question yeah. number. Yeah, two. yeah, let's address those later.
1: <laughs> we'll probably uh, address.
5: Shut up, Zach. Kev-
1: I'm Kevin. To... <laughs> Kevin, question two. Go. It's
5: getting go. awkward in here. <laughs> when you're naming this sidekick, you think okay, classic pairings, names that make sense. Batman and Robin. Aquaman man and Aqualad, Flash and Kid Flash, Spider-Man <laughs> and Alpha.
3: I <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> wasn't mentioning like that because it doesn't support my argument. Right, exactly, yeah, Spider-Man <laughs> <real. laughs> and <laughs>
3: Robin doesn't really support your argument either, it just rolls they off the tongue after fly. decades.
5: What the fu- Alpha is a goddamn letter. What is that? Spider-Man. Alpha is the villain of Dollhouse, not Spider-Man's goddamn <clears throat> kick sidekick. What Alpha, would be Zordon. a good name hey, he's for the a Spider-Man?
1: Of, of Zordon? Of ay 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 ay. Zordon.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's really
1: better. Oh no. <laughs> Spider-Man <laughs> and Spider-Man, I, Spider, I don't know.
5: Spider he's got multiple sidekicks. <laughs> but, I, I don't know i don't know i didn't don't know.
1: have a brooklyn
6: accent like the later alpha was it alpha six that had the brooklyn accent for Tony? i, I yeah. can't remember
5: alpha damn six i've watched like you know series of that we, show and we, i still did not see that
1: we haven't heard from jr sidekick <laughs> pro or con what do you think well
7: it's one of those things that if if it were done in true true spider-man fashion it would be a send up of the teenage sidekick thing and how silly it is and how ultimately creepy it looks. And they could have a (laughs) lot of fun with it. Um, You know, Spider-Man trying to adjust to a kid sidekick and, and just everything kind of going wrong that can. And, but what I fear is this is going to be another typical Marvel cross sell. They're not interested in telling a story. They're interested in creating a new character that they could spin off into his own Mm -hmm. series or, as, as some speculation is, Alpha will become Spider-Man after, you know, during Marvel Now or something. So, you know, I, I don't think it's a bad, bad idea, but I think Marvel will will truly botch the execution like they often do.
1: However, if anybody's listening and, and disagrees with us a lot, we, we botched pr- predicting that the Amazing Spider-Man movie was going to suck. You did, I didn't. <laughs> well, that, that except, uh, as far as I know,
2: Pat, I'm still correct. Just
3: still right It's uh, it's Schrodinger's cap for George. It could be like just two hours of skateboarding tricks. The exactly. possibilities are endless.
1: <laughs> <laughs> any other any other thoughts on the sidekick before we move to? All right, no, let me oh, try
3: oh. let me try and do this in like ninety mm-hmm. seconds. Um, the side. The concept of sidekicks is not foreign to Spider-Man. It's worked in the past with stuff like Black Cat and other people, as long as it's not on a permanent, long-term basis, which I don't think this will be. I don't mind the fact that he would get a sidekick. I I don't have a problem with that. I just think that this particular sidekick, it's too much of a riff on him. However, until I see it in action, I can't really say too much about it, but I'm bothered by the fact that it's a complete takeoff of Amazing Fantasy 15, a story that Slot has revisited so many times, and there's probably going to be a lot of continuity callbacks in that story story like I'm sure that the kid is going to say, oh, what do you expect me to do? Something ridiculous like crush pipes in a public street? That would be weird as Peter winks at the camera. Boy, yeah, sure, wouldn't that be weird? And the whole it's all Peter's fault and it's at a science experiment just like it. I'm not looking forward to, like, revisiting this exact same origin with the kid. The press release doesn't do a lot to sell me on the idea. Spider-Man with a sidekick, sure, that could work. Spider-Man with a sidekick that has the same origin and is just like him, eh, no. But, hey, let's see how it goes. Go.
8: Chris real quick. It'll be a dance slot Spider-Man comic.
1: That's good enough for me right there. <laughs> what a, what a wild and unpredictable prediction. Yeah. Um reviews Amazing Spider-Man 687 688. Uh we wrap up uh Ends of the Earth part 6. Uh the Avengers are still mind controlled by Arc. <laughs> Sorry, George is busting up laughing.
3: Damn. And and wow.
1: off panel. Uh Silver Sable dies. Yeah, sure she does. And so does Rhino. Who's
3: she? She's not on the cover.
1: Allegedly. Oh yeah, she you're still pissed about that. On the cover. Uh Kevin. That's nice to say. Kevin, real quick, pro con grade.
5: I I'm sure it's nice to say, but I'll refresh you, I only read the Morbius issue this month.
1: Oh, Right, who gives a shit? Give me a Thank grade. Thank you, Kevin, for being a <laughs> that.
5: Uh, F prison ass. Get it out of here.
1: All right, good enough for me. Uh, <laughs> Don. con grade. You're lucky because like, I I legit have barely anything to say
4: about this issue. The whole the whole silver sable thing to me made it seem like the reason why Schl- slot was shipping her and Spider-Man together was for this scene. Which so you're telling me that you know he he basically fridged another female character in in Marvel comics. Wonderful. Um. No, they're not dead. If you think they're dead, then you, this is the first comic you've ever read in your life. Um, it was nice to see Spider-Man break the take uh, and say, "Do forget what's possible, do this now." At the same time, though, it felt a little too short, and it could have been a little a little better. Um, this whole thing had no weight to it. This issue wasn't much to talk about, and it pretty much uh, reemphasized how hollow "Ends of the Earth" was as a story. Uh, the issue was was you know mediocre C, but the story was worse than Spider Island.
3: Oh. For Tony? Damn. Okay. Damn. Yeah. Let me let me try and do this quick. Um, that Spider Woman fight was really really epic and a good follow up to the free comic book day issue. Too bad that she wasn't on the cover because she wasn't in the Avengers movie. I'm glad that Black Widow was on the cover, even though you know front and center, even though she gets knocked out on the page. I'm glad that in the comic where Silver Sable supposedly <laughs> dies for all intents and purposes, and was a big part of the story, she's taken off of the cover because you know for <laughs> Black Widow instead because we don't want to scare away ten year old Avengers fans this guy. Oh, um,
1: F. <laughs> <laughs> He hates that it's not on the cover.
3: Well, it's insulting. <laughs> They're like hiding characters who were in the issue, who played a big part of the issue from the cover. I wish they had
2: because... done a Fetty and Peril variant cover. For ends of the then year. I
3: would give it an A. Pander mm. to me, Marvel. Well, go ahead. Don't be, don't be <laughs> afraid.
1: <laughs> What's your grade, Bertoni? F. F, because F, of the cover?
8: Just because of the cover?
3: Yes, I am a petty son of a bitch. And I'm, no, and no. I'm honest about it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. I have a C, an F, and a petty son of a bitch. Chris, all right, go.
8: I think the... Okay, starting with starting with the con, yeah. um, it was a huge mistake to just leave the Silver Sable's fate hanging. Because, let, come on, let's face it. Like Don said if you even thought for a second that she's dead, you know, it is, this is your first comic that you've ever read. I couldn't say it, I can't say it better, but like reading like the, the scene before that with Doc Ock, I feel like the fact that Silver Sable was, was drowning was sort of what was keeping me in suspense because we all know that Spider-Man is not going to fail fighting Doc Ock and the Marvel universe is going to be over in this like random Spider-Man story. You know, that's not going to happen. So the, 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 bad outcome that could happen is silver sable dying so we have a legitimate race against the clock and as a reader you don't know what's going to happen and you with that with tension you have to resolve the tension but sort of just having this off-panel pseudo death it doesn't resolve the tension it's a big it's a huge letdown there's no release and i mean dan slott knows the conventions of comic books enough to know that if you don't see a body, they're not dead. So it's, it's like he's not even trying to talk us into the oh. idea that she's dead. But at the same time, Spider-Man's like beating up on himself like, this is all my fault. So we have to sit through this pointless whining <laughs> about, about like an event that we know didn't really happen. It's just we're going to go through these motions now of Peter Parker blaming himself over this.
2: The next time Silver Sable shows up, Rhino will be working for
8: her. Yeah. Like, I mean, maybe next, next week or whenever the next Spider-Man comes out, I'll open up the, the uh, issue and the first scene will be fish eating, like, Silver Sable's face or something, and I'll be, you know, <laughs>
3: impressed. Oh, it, but, it doesn't matter. Doc Ock survived a nuclear explosion.
8: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But And, like, you know, Rhino's not dying because of the room he's standing in flooded. I, please <laughs> you know um, okay Kevin aren't you aren't yeah.
1: you missing this yeah Kevin's yeah. missing the shit out of this badness. Mm-hmm.
8: yeah um, so pro because believe it or not I will give this a positive score of a of a B- because I actually really did like the scene with Doc Ock and Spider-Man, I think it saved the issue because uh, because Doc Ock's primary character trait is his ego and this really played to that. Like, his motivation is that he wants people to remember him, so he's trying to kill just most of the people in the world. Um, but, you know, it Spider-Man uses... Yeah, Spider-Man... But- Spider-Man uses that against him, like, you know, the people who are left alive after this, their brains are going to be cooked, and they're not going to know what the hell happened, because you're basically turning everybody into vegetables, and that gives Doc Ock pause, and that, that's Doc Ock's character, like, that that's his Achilles heel, his his ego, so, you know, that saves, like, otherwise, like, the beginning and the end, like, this whole long fight with the mind-controlled Avengers ends because Mysterio pushes a button on his sleeve that just makes their team win, you know that, that that sucked, but the Doc Ock scene saves it somewhat. B minus.
5: Next.
2: Yeah. Sorry, Brad's distracted by pictures of the Rick Springfield. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll go. Real quick.
6: Yeah, real go quick. ahead.
2: Spike.
1: Um, this issue. I, I, I couldn't get it off mute. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Okay, go I'm ahead. going
6: next. Uh, pro. The, uh, the the book the, this this arc is ending uh, that this arc sucked to me it was mediocre it was it was unevenly paced it was terribly paced there were so many things that took you took you out of the story that it was just beyond mediocre this issue was saved by the pro which was the artwork which nobody's mentioned yet which was I mean it's, it should be noted now by now that Stefano Caselli is, is the best of the rotating artists in my opinion the um. The
4: story, is in my opinion, no, I agree with uh, that. I,
1: think you're right.
5: I have a feeling Brad's not even commenting on what you're saying. It's probably something. Brad's looking at porn. Go ahead. Go. But anyway, the overall the
6: issue uh, I think was just mediocre because because one the, uh, the aforementioned death and and two um, there really wasn't a point to it and it was just so abrupt in the ending that it was just like okay that's it really. I finished reading this issue and I, I'm like, I, I, it was so underwhelming. This entire I didn't arc did like a
2: hammer I, movie, you know, like a hammer horror movie.
6: Yeah, exactly. I mean, is just it not at all? all. Not at all.
2: It, it keeps going until it gets confusing, and then the castle just blows up, and then the credits roll.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. <laughs>
6: George, I could, I don't think I could have put it, but a better, uh, put it better than that. Uh, well, pointed, I know. <laughs> You know, I try to okay. be nice <laughs> to you, and you're just you just an <laughs> about it, and then we're not. Oh.
2: You wonder what? It is.
6: Okay, Zach, what's your grade? My grade is a is a yeah. D, solid D. Art grade is a solid D. This was me- mediocrity at its finest. Okay, so
5: fuck All this right. shit. Who's next?
7: <laughs> <laughs> Jr. R's next. I think. Jr. JR. Thoughts. All right. Um, I have an now. Take now. I Kevin. Kevin. Kevin's a guest host now. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Oh, somebody's
5: going to pick it up, man. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> man.
7: Go. All right. Overall, I gave the issue a C because as far as. Um, as far as final confrontations go, Spider-Man, you know, barging in and dock, fighting Doc Ock at the end and using some logic to, uh, you know, prick Doc's ego maniacal scheme and make him realize how stupid it really was. I, I you know, that's typical Spider-Man. That's typical Mad Scientist plan blowing up in his face and stuff. And and I like that. Uh, but the thing is, this story Ends of the Earth had so much bloat and and. Uh, just absolutely incredible, unbelievable moments. That it was a very, very poor story overall. Uh, I just happen to think this ending at a C was probably was better than some of the other stuff. Um I did like the one line where Aok appears on the screen and Spider-Man says, "Hey, look who wants to Skype. It's Otto. Hi, pal." You know, that's I, I like that moment. That made me smile. But cons, you know, Silver Sable's death means nothing. You know, I sh- I should put death in quotation marks. Uh, because we know she didn't die. I mean, if she'd been like literally beat to a pulp and laid in a coma, that would have had more dramatic impact because we all know she's coming back. But it would, you know, that would have been like a visual reminder of, oh, my God, you know, what, what, you know, what she sacrificed, you know, but no, she's quote unquote dead and her body can't be found. Um and then you know the story just plain ends abruptly, you know. And, and you know, it's like you know like George says, <laughs> you blow up the castle and the credits roll, you know. It it you know he comes on the boat and they say, oh, is everything okay? No, somebody died. The end, you know. And and, and you should. <laughs> and that's what happened. <laughs> that is what happened. I mean, it exactly exactly happens. what happened. No, someone died. Yeah. The end. And and like avenging. So like. There's an epilogue, you know, in Avenging Spider-Man number eight. Oh, I mean, oh, oh, come on, really? You got to read Avenging bad. Spider-Man number eight to get oh, any shit. kind of epilogue. Oh, and pretty please. It was, it was, it was, we need the sales. It was,
6: it was the pre, pre, piece of prison ass of the year. Wow, was that a shitty book? That was
2: so was damn sad.
1: Great. And, and to a Doom uh, Varian. it was bad, George. Oh my god, it was real bad. So anyway, that's...
2: I'm not. I'm not going to doubt you on that, bro. I got
1: a girlfriend. <laughs> All right, we got a C out of Jr. Did I miss anybody? Did you great? No, you even tried to hit me. Oh, okay. I, I I'll give it a C. I, I don't think I can sum it up any better than you guys have, Chris. Uh, Chris's line about uh, we're going through the motions of death when, when there really isn't one. So it's kind of a cheap little writing task. Uh, let's see. We're going to uh, Amazing Six Eighty Eight Part One of Shed Two. Uh, no turning back. Part One: The Wind Column. Spider-Man goes after the lizard, etc. Jr., you had the last one. You start this new one. Uh,
7: I gave this overall a B minus. I actually kind of liked it um, because I think once you read this, you realize how how bad Shed was and what made Shed so bad. I mean, and and also what made this one an okay issue. For one, because there's no stupid monkey brain or throwing feces dialogue. Uh, There's no psychotic Mayor Jameson. There's no MJ talking about how cool and neat Carly is. Um, So Mm -hmm. that's all missing, which is all a positive. I like the fact that, you know, Peter... Peter, I mean, Peter, I'm sorry. Mary Jane calls Peter out on his self pity. You know when he starts going into the, oh somebody died and and she you know she says grow up. You know that happens. And you know I'm thinking you know if you if you're going to have Peter Ponce Parker constantly whining, you know the only way to make it tolerable is to have somebody call him out on it. And and I like that's what Mary Jane does. I like Spider-Man's relatively realistic action, reactions to things, like when he sees that Morbius has dug up Billy, <laughs> his first reaction is to beat the crap out of him. Oh. Uh, and, and also his reaction to the lizard is, I'm going to kick your ass. I'm not going to feel sorry for you <laughs> anymore, you know, because, oh, you're Kirk Connors and you didn't know what, you know, blah, blah, blah. No, I'm sick of you and I'm just going to kick you. So I like that. <laughs> You know, <laughs> uh, but, but, but the con is like I the, the 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 con really is the fact that
5: the
7: the I don't know I you know I, I'm thinking the end shows us that Kurt is back, but then again it's not Kurt's mind, so I I don't still don't know where we're really going with the story, but I really don't think Kurt Connor should be, I mean to me the lizard story is over, it should have been over when the lizard killed Billy, you know, and the fact that they uh, bringing this up is. I I really still hope this is the end of the lizard. It really should be. Um you know, so but overall I give the story a B minus. Depends on it's in that Kevin Ka- or not. Ka- okay. Uh oh.
5: So when you said Kevin, you thought Zach? Is that what's happening?
2: <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna jump in, but uh, Kevin, you're
5: the guest. Yeah. So uh... Uh, thanks, Zach. I'll, I'll, I'll take you. <laughs> uh, now you know how we
2: feel each and every goddamn episode, Kevin. <laughs> had, you, had you forgotten this?
5: It's been a while, man. It's been a while. It I'm is my
2: ass, there. George. Uh, right here.
5: Wow. It's funny because uh, it's
2: okay. true, Joiner. I Brad run down the hall and laugh.
1: Yeah, I'm not down a hall, I'm sitting right beside the bastard. <laughs> Go ahead, Kev. I'm going. Um, So, <laughs> this is the first <laughs> issue of
5: Amazing Spider-Man I have read since uh, halfway through that Vulture story, which I dropped the whole book halfway through, I was so freaking sick of it. Um, yeah. So, I had seen the new Spider-Man movie, I was all kind of jazzed about Spider-Man again for the first time in a long time, I'm like, okay, let's read <laughs> some Spider-Man. Silly you. Uh, I know, right? And I open it up, and I'm like, who is this whiny emo bitch parading around as Peter Parker? What the hell is he thinking, and why do I have to read this in a comic book? It was really freaking annoying. It's like Harry Potter book five. The bitch just whines the whole time, and nobody wants to read it. So then we get to the art. Why is it this guy can draw everything but Peter Parker's face? The rest of the mm. book looks great. Peter Parker looks like kind of, he looks like somebody that's been boxing too long and just has face <laughs> smashed up a million times. And I'm he looks like
1: Ben Riley when he's going to the the ship
5: on a really bad day. Um, yeah, yeah and and he does kind of look like Ben Riley because his hair is some random other color too. I don't know what that is, but hey, that's that's a color. Yeah, so that's weird. I'm gonna say for the record. Uh, People probably wonder my opinion of this. Dan Slott actually got the character of Morbius right. i (gasps) give him that. I do think he's writing Morbius correctly. Uh, I can't fault him for that. I think he's doing a more interesting, less pissing-me-off story with the lizard than is usually done, just because it's a bit different, because that's my main beef
2: with the lizard, as I
5: said before. Every single lizard story is the same.
8: And, and certainly, one,
2: yet, though, he could still piss you off.
5: Oh, it may very well. I mean, we might be dangling <laughs> Billy's corpse in front of him at the end of it to remind him of his humanity, and it'll just be every other story again. <laughs> but I'm hoping not. There's another thing, though. The lizard ate Billy. What body did Morbius dig up? I don't know. Because there's like a flesh um,
3: body. If, if you, you, you reread Shed, he. he If you reread Shed, he didn't devour, like, him from head to toe. There were were a significant amount of remains.
5: Were they in the form of a meaty, regular, fleshy body that's, like, full and complete?
3: (laughs) I remember (laughs) at the end of, like, the part where Billy gets eaten, people were like, oh my god, the lizard ate his son. And then in the other parts you see, we saw more remains than we thought that there were.
2: Which means that later he he pooped his son. (laughs) There you go. Because, I mean, oh, I'm looking shit. at
5: all the remains of people that went down to the sewers with him for the past couple of months, and they're all just bones. But whatever. It seemed a little incongruous. Oh, it's not going to kill the whole issue. Maybe it's, it's like it's, chicken, you know. deep to skin. Why is the lizard a cannibal? Uh, lizard, <laughs> I don't eat. Okay. okay a cannibal, cannibal rapist. Thank you. To end this off, because we are going so long, here's here's my main thing. As I said, I've been away from this comic for a while. So, when I was reviewing this comic before, I had kind of gotten used to the writing style and started sort of grading mediocrity against itself, which is sort of why. Um, having been away from this for a while and been reading, you know, good stuff, because I had made a concerted effort to stop reading stuff I don't like, I come back to this with the distinct impression that even though he's trying to tell more mature stories, Dan Slott is writing at a decidedly third-grade reading level. And Ouch. it's bad. It's really he, annoying. He's pacing it's, it like I, the
2: anime stuff that, or the manga stuff that like uh, elementary school kids get in the library.
5: Yeah, And just his dialogue and narration style, it sounds so much like he's trying so hard to write like Stan Lee. But the thing is, when Stan Lee was writing comics in the 1960s, he was writing disposable rags for children. And that is not what comic books are anymore, <laughs> and it doesn't work now. And so, not grading mediocrity against itself, grading this issue, which isn't bad for Dan Slott, against actual good comics, I can't give it anything better than a D. I
4: missed
1: you. <laughs> 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 I Captain <I, I>, <laughs> Damn, that was good. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, wow. Where do we go from there? Zach, go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you know
6: what? I'm going to disagree with Kevin on a lot of points. I, I enjoyed this Shock. issue thoroughly. This is. Go ahead, Kevin. What were we going to say? All
5: oh, I said it was shocking. Go ahead.
6: <laughs>
5: <laughs> but I, I,
6: here's, here's the reason why I disagree with it. I, I think that you bring up the good point of, of it being – and it may be me thinking the same way. It's good for Dan Slott because this is probably the best issue that he's written of Spider-Man – in, oh, I don't know, six months. Uh, we've had a lot of mediocrity in, in the interim. Spider Island and Ends of the Earth. Spider, yeah. spider Island had the potential, but it, it went on too long. It was it was paced the exact opposite of Ends of the Earth. Like if we could get the pacing of, of, of Spider um, between Spider Island and Ends of the Earth, then we'd be fine. But he's never done six-part stories well. So this is kind of more in, 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 in Dan Slott's wheelhouse. Uh, to use a baseball phrase, where you know, it, where he can he can hit hit the ball in his wheelhouse and get it out, you know, get at least a base hit on him. I think that this first issue was solid. Uh, I thought I thought it was a good start to the arc. Um, this, to me, I, I think I may have made this in a said this in a text message or wrote this on Facebook somewhere. I think I the, the other uh, title for this book should be uh, Shed the Apology Story because uh, this makes up for a lot of problems I had with Shed. It makes the um, what could have been interesting uh, with the, the, the deconstruction of the lizard and shed. Um, I think it takes the bat ball and kind of runs with it a little bit more and does a little bit more with it. Other than it takes away the rapey, you know, Billy getting eaten alive type of aspect to it. Uh, it's not a, a shocking horror film, like, like a crappy shocking horror film at like that, that uh, Zed Wells came up with. So what I was
1: think your, Kevin gave it a D. What's your grade?
6: My grade's going to be a, a solid B. I, I think it's,
1: I think it's... Way to fast forward, Brad. Uh, J.R., pro con grade. I already gave it. Okay.
2: <laughs> I think it's my <laughs> turn. you
1: really?
7: Ryan, you are been not been paying attention you. to your own damn show, are you? Dude,
2: I'm older than you. And I, and I <laughs> followed that. Seriously? I'm
7: sorry. I'm sorry. I haven't, well, Chris, I, I haven't gone yet. R- well, you know, it's, it, he is going senile. I remember the time Georgie was calling your name and you weren't even on the show. I mean... Yeah, uh, I
2: remember that. Yeah. <laughs> And then, well, I think it was Kevin was like, yeah, he's not here, Brad. You know, no.
1: you know the rest of you can't see this, but George came <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> uh, home. My my
2: yeah, I'm bird watching over here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chris is not gone. Let me hear Chris. All right.
8: I actually have a question for Kevin.
1: Yo. All right.
8: In in a story that you very much like since past, doesn't Peter Parker dig up Den- Gwen Stacy's dead body? Then have sex with it? No, no, he, he he does science on it. <laughs> yes to the first,
5: no to the last.
8: <laughs> what, what's what the that?
5: Hell? I said yes to the first, which is yours, no to the second, which is okay. done.
8: So, in, in that situation, his, his justification is a lot lesser than what Morbius is, is here. Because he, Peter's not saving lives by digging up Gwen Stacy. He's satisfying his curiosity about who these <laughs> twins are. So, like, he comes out in this issue being all you know, outraged that uh, Morbius dug up Billy, but it seems kind of contrived to me because, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm different than other people, but I have a, I have a philosophy. And that's when if, the, if there's a lizard monster on the loose and he's killing people and you know he's going to kill more people and in order to stop him, you have to dig up uh, the body of somebody who's already dead, I, I would say it's unethical not to dig up the dead kid.
3: I live by that same yeah. philosophy.
8: Yeah, so so I just it seems very like contrived drama to me. How every like Max is like this will not stand, you know. After this, Morbius has done it. Horizon Labs, well, like digging up a dead kid for science that like could save lives, you know. Yeah, he, he, he's he's out, <laughs> you know. But like, but he was on thin ice anyway from the one issue.
2: Yeah, but the, yeah, because but the a time travel killer. guy that almost destroys the like, earth, he still in.
8: Like, he, he's, a like, Morbius is, like, a mass murderer, and, like, this is, like, this, okay, this is a straw that breaks the camel's back, digging up, like, a dead kid for, you know, life, like, stopping, like, like, a it's monster. It's like the movie, you know, science can only go so far. Yeah.
7: Oh, I and mean, and then Max is the boss of this outfit. I mean, he's put up with Morbius, but now Morbius has done something without clearing it with him. I yeah. mean, yeah, it's kind of like that. It's kind of kinda like, that. It's, it's kinda like yes. that as well, you know? I mean, it's like, if he's doing this, what else is he going to do and not tell me? So yeah. now he can. So now he knows he can no longer trust Morbius. Plus so I think yeah, that's. the that first
2: clue: the string of murders, and him being a
7: vampire. I know, <laughs> <laughs>
3: but, but, but here's, you're you're here's Middell, in, the other thing. Max Modell,
6: in the first. Time. I'm sorry, I was going to make the point that in the first big time story, Max Modell makes the point that that uh, you, you know that he lets the scientists have their eccentricities, but yet now now <laughs> that he you know Morbius does something eccentric. Oh, now that, this cannot stand. This is a moral okay, outrage.
5: Clearing, clearing the turn of the ice with Mayor a Jameson. Child, back to your lab, is not eccentric. It goes a little bit farther <laughs> <beyond> down that. Eccentric <laughs> is wearing bell
8: bottoms to work. Right it does have right it. Can I take the floor for, for my review again, guys? Please, yeah, hit it. Yeah. Please, God,
2: <laughs> hit, hit it. Okay, hit
8: it. okay. I, I was going to say that JR had a really valid point where, like, the, the act itself might not be the problem so much as that he's acting on his own, doing weird, you know, eccentric, felonious things. And, um, you know, that's fine. But then that goes back to the fact that the fact that Morbius isn't, like, going through other channels is part of how contrived the, the, um, the drama here is. You know, like, the, the proper authorities are probably not going to let Morbius have access, but he could ask, you know, Horizon Labs to sort of, I don't know what authority would be responsible for permitting people to exhume dead bodies, but if these reputable scientists were saying, we need this to stop the lizard, I can't imagine anybody saying no. Yeah, so I can't really imagine anybody saying no, so I feel like this whole, like, inner... Drama at the office about like oh how could you do this this cannot stand he, on both sides. It, it's well, Spider Man contri-
4: doesn't know he's doing it for science. He's, he thinks
8: I think at first his knee jerk reaction is to think
4: for some reason he's going after after corpses for his bloodlust.
8: Yeah, but he doesn't know he's doing Even after even after it's explained, Modell is like this cannot stand. You know he's he's done here.
5: Well, it, not just Modell, but Peter keeps yeah. his indignation after it's been explained too, which doesn't make any sense.
8: Yeah. He, it, I, it, okay. okay. This, this, and this is this is my con, and it's admittedly a minor point. So you know, I didn't hate this issue. I'll move on to the pro, which I think is the scene with Mary Jane. Who was it? I was listening to the last month's podcast. Somebody made a joke that dancelot has like a a thing about nightclubs, and they always nightclubs yeah, are always they're... showing up as like a counter to the point that uh, like which always or something. shows up. You know, like, and then I this is the next issue I read after listening to that podcast, and it has like a a nightclub in it, and I'm like, well, maybe there's something to that that joke. Um, yeah, but but I, really, I I really like Mary Jane in this issue. She's taking the the role as uh, Peter's confidant, which I think is the role she's grown into and where she should be. You know, they try to make her sort of like this romantic foil tension source but really she she should be the person who's there to you know tell peter to get over himself when that's what he needs to hear um i don't but it's a little bit weird that she's friends with carly isn't it and that they have their two women support groups like i'm sure most of you if not all of you have ex-girlfriends do do any of you guys want to be like friends with that person's ex-boyfriends
2: but carly is so perfect don't you understand? She's so perfect. She's everyone's best. And everyone loves her because she's so awesome.
3: That ship sailed with Spider-Man a long time ago. Everyone's exes is friends with everyone's exes. Harry Osborn's roommate was his uh, wife's uh, high school boyfriend. That it's, a it's a I mean, very, that, that, very That
8: makes a little bit more sense to me, though, because they all know common people. But w- why do Mary Jane and Carly even know each other? So Peter could feel embarrassed. Oh. That's why. That is why. I'm not even I'm joking. This isn't uh, this isn't even my con. This is just a tangent. I, I really like seeing Mary Jane in the role of a confidant. I give this issue overall a B minus. I'm deferring judgment on the central plot with the lizard until we see where it's going. It could be an interesting twist. Um or it might not be. I don't I don't necessarily agree that every lizard story has been the same, but I think every lizard story has sucked. Like <laughs> like <laughs> Good judgment, man. But think about <laughs> it, like like torment, and uh, I I like as before, I was saying before, I skipped shed, but I, I I feel like I've I've heard so much about it that it's like I've actually read it and it sounds pretty bad, and yeah. like Roberto's Roberto, you know who I'm talking about? His last name's hard to say. His his lizard story sucked. Where Billy turned into a lizard. All all lizards like every story with his whiny crying wife and his annoying. Child, like they, it's just a, it's just a bad collection of characters.
1: A lot
4: of
2: love in this yeah. show today. <laughs>
8: I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you in that um,
2: any lizard story that has Stegron in it isn't just like every other lizard story. And a, you need to back the fuck off. B,
5: uh,
2: you know, by definition of having Stegron there, it makes it awesome. And C, refer to B.
1: Right. Well, I, 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 have, I, have, I have to share this with uh, George. I'm not sure if you saw it, but IGN listed the top ten worst Spider-Man villains, and Stegron was in the top ten. It's because
2: he's underutilized, Brad. It's because he's underutilized. It's not the character's fault. It's the writer's
4: fault. You can't fault. say ignorant without IGN. I mean,
2: seriously, what would uh, – seriously, uh, like like someone could – like Grant Morrison, someone who, who's way overrated like Grant Morrison could take someone like the freaking Gibbon and do like a 12-issue story with him. And then people will be like, "Oh, this is the best character ever! Oh my God, Grant Morrison's this insane genius!" I mean, it's a, it's a big bunch of bullshit, but you know, <laughs> I mean, that's but that's you could that's exactly what could happen. The Stegron is Stegron is just waiting for for his next big break. Man, he's just waiting for somebody better to come along who realizes the genius and who's confident enough to be able to tell that story. There's no one out there on the horizon right now.
1: I, I apologize to IGN. Uh, it was Newsarama the looter, number 10, the spot, number 9, the, the iguana,
2: number 8,
1: Swarm, which is Kevin's favorite. Cold the, the damn
2: phone. Swarm is awesome. <laughs> he's oh. a Nazi. Uh, he's, by yeah. definition, he's awesome. The <laughs> Nazi
5: skeleton covered in bees. What the fuck <laughs> is that? Who comes up with that shit? And then who puts
1: it on Broadway? <laughs> 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 is that still, still
8: going? anymore?
1: Number six is the kangaroo. Yeah. Number five is Stegron. Let's well, do
2: Zerama. I mean, take it with a grain of salt.
1: Number four, sorry, Zach, it's Spider-Side. <laughs> hey, hey, You
2: know what? I even think that that villain sucks. <laughs> six
1: of Stones is number three of the worst villains. Number two, the Gray Goblin, Kevin.
5: What? The Gray Goblin,
1: the Gray Goblin is number two. And oh, the ahead, number one cross-base. worst <laughs> Spider-Man villain is Big Wheel. Oh, yes. That's okay, okay. uh, <laughs> true.
2: I had a big will as a kid. How is, <laughs> how is Frogman not on the list but Stegron is? This is why I say you have to take away the great salt. It's Newsarama, and they're biased anyway.
1: How is the Fox not on that list? <laughs> and Alpha is number zero. Anyway. <laughs> anyway soon, uh, to be oh, vi- Omega, soon to be villain. Soon to be Omega, Maybe yeah. <laughs> Okay, so we're doing our show. finished. What else we got to talk about? We got to get Don, and we got to get Bertoni's grades. Don, yep. you're great and your pro prone okay, con.
5: Um, uh, somewhat surprisingly to
4: me, I, I guess I'm the only one who actually thought this this was a kick-ass issue. Uh, here come the, the rocks. rocks. I, it, yes. Um. Okay, because um, I actually gave this a, a five out of five on my uh, review, um, which is really rare for a Dance lot issue because I agree everything with what Kevin says and what jet Chris says and what George says. Dan slot's not that great of a Spider-Man writer. At the same time, though, when I see the kind of story that he is uh, making, um, I can enjoy it for what it is. And mar- largely, my enjoyment of this issue kind of put the great where it is. So I'm going to give this an A. Um, uh, Kevin Coley, is that the right? Or is it? Yeah, it's Kevin Coley. Kevin Coley is my least favorite Spider-Man artist on the rotating thing, but I thought he did decent, especially with the fight scenes. Spider-Man, like he was just going to town to the Lizard, like he was like just beating the crap out of him, running towards him. And I like that kind of fighting. I like that kind of action. Um, I thought that the dialogue, surprisingly, was at least decent. You know, um, Spider Man didn't expose it like, like a moron. You know, he, he said what he wanted to say and thought wouldn't needed to thought without, you know, being, you know, explaining for the reader. I thought that um, the Carly love was kept on the low. I thought that, um, I thought that Spider Man's anger, this issue, I don't, I don't, I disagree that he's emo because I think that he would be a little more, I, I disagree that he's emo. I think that his anger is a lot more towards his frustration to, save lives, and, you know, try to, you know, to stay on top of other things ever since the whole marlowe thing, and I appreciate that because marlowe's not mentioned this, and, you know, Silver Stable is, but, like, I feel that a lot of what Slott's been doing has been building up in Peter's per, uh, personality, so I feel that, like, the anger of this and the next issue is actually really well done because people might see those over the top. I see it, I see it as just, justified, and I think it works well, um, and I think that the story with the lizard at the end where he's Connors but he has a lizard's mind is really interesting and honestly kind of new. So, I mean, I enjoyed this. I thought this was surprising. Um, is, this, is this the best issue I've ever read of Spider-Man? <laughs> no. But I did think it was one of the better slot issues ever. I thought it was very enjoyable. I don't think there's really a major con. And even if it ends up something stupid, this issue as it was, I thought was really, really good.
1: I give it an A.
3: Bertoni. Okay. Trying to use this as quick as possible. Um, I enjoyed this more than I've enjoyed an issue in a while. I'll probably give it an A or 5 out of 5. I'm just, my brain's so fried I forget what our rating system is. Um, had some things in there that I didn't like. I liked the Peter and Mary Jane scene. It felt like you know what we've gotten in the past until the whole like, oh no, my ex-girlfriends know each other. We've gotten that moment like three or four times in the past few years. Um, a few times with Peter and Carly, so it's it, it it kind of ruined what was otherwise a good scene for me. But the character interactions felt real. This felt like this was Spider-Man's world. In terms of Max Model fighting uh, firing Morbius after that, I think that the difference between these eccentricities is they're already on thin ice with Mayor Jameson. He already like shut them down. If he finds out that like there's nothing wrong with what they did to Billy, but the fact that Morbius dug up to it without getting proper clearance. If Mayor Jameson got a hold of that, that would the Horizon Labs would be finished. So yeah, for that purpose alone, Max Modell's hands are pretty much tied. Mary Jane owning a nightclub, that's I like that idea. I, I I'm, I did I'm mixed on it. Here's the thing, though: like, she bought this a few days ago. It's already up and running. Forget about zoning. Forget right. about hiring a staff. Forget about you know, like DJ. There's so much preparation. You you don't just buy a nightclub and then you have a nightclub. You know, well, Josh, if you can believe that a man can crawl on laws, then of course you can believe that Mary Jane can own a nightclub. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. That's just a gripe about the issue. Otherwise, it was all right. It it, it was good. Classic Spider-Man finding the lizard in the sewer. It it wasn't over the top in some of the stuff that they've done. That past few issues, and hey, the important people were in the story were on the cover. How about that?
1: <laughs> I was I, to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the, back to your point about Mary Jane, I like that she is the one that has confidence that he will come out and survive all this. And like Chris said, he she is his sounding board, his support system, his, his uh, kick kicking the pants to go do
2: something. Almost like, like they almost, ought to be married or something. <laughs> she's the most in
6: character character I think it's been. I mean, yeah. usually yeah. outside of oh look at Carly she's so perfect. I mean, usually Mary Jane's usually spot on. I got to give a lot of props to that.
1: Yeah, uh, I my also pro is uh, I, li- I like the flip of the lizard being inside the human body of Kirk Connors where he's <laughs> talking. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> that's even creepier when it's right next to you. Because uh, <laughs> he watches me do it. Exactly. Yeah. Whoa. Uh. Anyway, uh, I'm going to give it a B-plus out of me. Final thoughts going around. Chris. Final thoughts on what?
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: Final thoughts.
5: This, this,
1: this, is a fi- this is a new thing, Kevin. We do final thoughts before we wrap it up.
8: Well, oh, it's I not that I...
5: new. I just didn't realize
1: we were wrapping it up. Go ahead,
5: Chris. Sorry.
8: I, I, are... I, th- I found this uh, issue with the lizard inaccessible because the cover didn't include the, the <laughs> Avengers on it. So uh, <laughs> I, I think it would be better if you had, you know, Iron Man. You know, it, does, it doesn't matter that they're not in the issue. It's just I really need my covers to have those.
1: Final thought, Jr.
7: After well over five hours, uh, my my final thought is goodbye, gentlemen. It's been nice.
3: No doubt. Uh, Bertoni, So long, everybody. It's been a wonderful five hours.
1: God, it's been a long time. Uh, Donovan, final thoughts. God bless
4: you. Uh, or if you're an atheist, uh, the universe bless you. <laughs>
1: Zach! <laughs> Go to
6: Spidey.com, Play oh, no. as the Scrawl Spider on the Amazing Spider Man game and new CSC coming out soon.
1: George, final thoughts. <laughs> <laughs>
6: he wants
5: pizza.
6: Enjoy your pizza with Brad.
5: Yeah, do either of you realize George is muted because neither of you is talking. Okay, sorry. Hey, George.
2: What's up? Alright. Final thoughts, George. Alright, uh, I'm on a 5,000. 000- <laughs> road trip right now uh this is the first stop uh jr are you in northern or southern ohio
7: northern i'm south of northern. Cleveland.
2: okay i may i may try to stop in and see i don't know exactly what time i'll be there <laughs> <laughs> but,
8: uh,
7: i don't know what i'll day. have my wife greet you at the door and see how far you get yeah, <laughs> when, when worlds collide you
2: know. but uh but now nah, it's uh it, you know, i'm already tired man.
5: Really not getting Brett. anything there, George.
2: I'm
5: I know. Breathing I'm... Kevin,
1: final thoughts? I've missed your ass, your prison ass. <laughs>
5: Thank you, and likewise. Um, yeah, it was great to be back on the show, even though it was a five-and-a-half-hour marathon with uh,
1: oh,
5: all the difficu- the smorgasbord of difficulties that I remember being the heart- life's blood of this show. Um,
2: a Zach. Yeah. Uh, I, you're such an I will ass. say...
5: As soon as Zach shuts up, I will say, um, if you want want to read a good spider-related book right now, read Scarlet Spider. I used the first six issues of that as a palate cleanser after reading this crappy ASM stuff. Uh, It's very good. Go see the new movie. It's very good. And uh, I was actually, after Stella was on the line, I was talking to her on Skype a little bit. And I think if I can get my car fixed tomorrow like I want to, I might get to go see her, Josh, and Don in San Diego next
1: week. Ooh. So Take
3: that a picture. <laughs> awesome. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> that was the tornado of God.
1: Hey, thank you all for five hours of fun. Let's hours of next fun. Month. We'll have some San Diego news, etc., from our reporters. Are Donovan and Brittoni and Stella. Mm-hmm. And we can talk
3: about the Marvel reboot.
0: Up this show right about there. Before we go, I want to give another shout out to our sponsor, MailOrderComics.com. An example of their great prices is on the Venom a Savage 6 trade paperback. This one's a good read. I highly recommend it because it collects Venom number 15 to 22. And in this one, Flash goes up against the Crime Master, the Jack O'Lantern, the Human Fly, and Toxin. And he even joins the Secret Avengers in this trade. The cover price is $16.99. Mail order has it for just ten dollars and fifty-three cents, which is thirty-eight percent off the cover price. So check them out at mailordercomics.com. Thanks for listening, gang. I'm your host and webmaster, Brad Douglas, for the Spider-Man Crawlspace.com.